I have on very good word that Ashley has some spectacular news stories today. What's up, Ash? Hey, it is a snowy, snowy, snowy day. And I love it. Ashley hates it. So we just feel our own feelings on days like this. Well, I think we're both struggling with happiness because you're struggling. I want to get out of the house and Ashley doesn't want to leave the house. But I'm not making you stay. No, I've never said that. It's just, I'm sad because I can't go outside more because I have self-imposed rules on what temperature I leave the house. And Dallin's sad because he has like a family and a life that keep him from living on the mountain during these times. Priorities, baby. Love my family. <laughs> there they are. So news articles today coming hot at you from the web, from the from the website. Coming coming at you hot from the internet. The websites. Um, <laughs> from the websites. <laughs> from the websites. I have a feel good story today. Good. This is one of those stories like those. What, Homeward Bound? Did you ever see that? Like when I was two. Well, (laughs) do you remember it? No. It's like an iconic story of these animals who get lost. Uh Uh-huh. Is it true? I think this is where like my initial like humanization of animals started after Uh watching Homeward Bound 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Um, And fly away home. And fly away home. (laughs) They get lost. The family goes on vacation and the animals get lost somehow and then they have to find their way back. And it's this huge miracle. And this happened in real life in Florida. And it's like... How far away from home were they? The animals? Yeah. I don't know. They were like in the wilderness somewhere. Well, and then, probably just have to read the article. Okay, let's read the article. No, Homeward... This... Homeward Bound or this... This article. Oh, in Homeward Bound, they were in the woods for the first well, one. that's just a movie. And then the second one, they were getting on a plane to go with oh, their family. No. Because their family didn't want to leave them again because of what happened last time. Mm-hmm. But as they were getting on their plane, one of... They were getting like loaded onto the airport plane and one of the like dog kennels broke open and fell off and the dog got out and got scared and ran. So all the other animals ran after him and then they were lost in New York. Gosh, what a plot. What a plot. They eventually got found. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So this real life incident happened in Florida. So Hurricane Irma was about two years ago. Uh I don't know if you remember this. Um, Eva, the cat, was lost during Hurricane Irma. Like the storm came, the family couldn't find her and like animals get scared during big storms and she she was gone, right? Her family maybe had to evacuate. I'm not really sure. Two years later, Eva shows up at the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Like she showed up at the police station. Okay. She followed the rules. We're trying to teach George to find a police officer. Yeah. They didn't want her to like spend New Year Christmas alone. Because she showed up on Christmas Eve. So they took her to the vet and they micro they scanned her for a microchip. And they realized that she had a family. So on Christmas, they called her family and they picked her up. And there's pictures all over this article of her like living in luxury again. Like they got her a new cat Two bed. years later? Two years later. The cat stayed alive for two years. Cats are survivors. Wow. I mean, like they're all over the place up here in Utah. Like they just live everywhere. Disney World has a whole colony of cats. Really? Disney World cats. Like they live in the park? Yeah. 
Like in the realm of the park? Well, just eat I mean, trash off the... That's I, why Disneyland World's so clean. I think that's a, it's a small issue. But yeah, there's like a whole colony of cats. Approximately 100... I just looked this up. 100 free-roaming cats live in the happiest place on Earth where they're quietly fed, vaccinated, and neutered by Disney employees. The cats are former pets, strays, and other assorted felines who like we're roaming Southern California and they have basically been in Disneyland since the park opened. Disneyland or Disney World? Disneyland. Oh. Since the park opened in 1955. But Disney takes care of them. And, but they don't roam the, the park. No, they, they do. Just, they do roam the park. We should try to find some next time we're there. Take a picture. I, that's funny. Disney is literally the nicest place in the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so magical. So they're, I don't remember ever seeing cats there. So maybe well, they just have their so good well hiding spots. Care of. They're like, I don't want to leave this place. Probably like plot. Jungle Cruise, you know, like. <laughs> just live in there. I, there's a lot of cool hiding places for them too. Okay. So here's another cool story. You know how the Olympics are going to be in Tokyo? Uh-huh. Japan is giving away, or Japan Airlines, probably with the help of Japan, is giving away 50,000 round trip tickets to people who attend the Tokyo Olympics, people who aren't Japanese. They want people who are coming to the Olympics to get out of Tokyo, like to explore more of Japan than just Tokyo. So they're giving them round trip tickets. So if they want to during their stay, they can fly from Tokyo to another city and then back to Tokyo before their return trip home. So the Japanese government wants people to visit other places in Japan besides Tokyo. Like really awesome cities. If people want to have like a longer trip to Japan. But you got to front the, the initial ticket to get all the way to Tokyo. Yeah, it's for like people coming for the Olympics. Uh-huh. So they're hoping, like they're giving away 50,000 round trip tickets. I don't know how you get them, but maybe look into it and you can kind of extend your trip to have it a little longer and get some free travel flights. I've always wanted to go to the Olympics. Have yeah. you ever been? No. I know it was here in Utah back in 2004. I've always been kind of scared. I grew up in Georgia and when the Olympics came to Atlanta, there was a bombing. Yeah. So I've always kind of been that's, like, so that's been like stuck in your memory at the Olympics, even though they probably wouldn't. It's just always like in my mind. Yeah. Whew. I'm sure security is higher than ever at these events. I know, but like, you know, these days. there's only so much you can do. Yeah. That is scary. In that my, sucks. In, I, I'm always, that's always in the back of my mind when we go to like big crowds big, or like like concerts yeah. or conferences. Yeah. Especially now, like concerts are scary now. You just don't even know. Zach Brown Band is coming to Salt Lake. Oh, Zach Brown Band. It's like a love-hate relationship. I went there to see like John Mayer. I went and saw John Mayer and Zach Brown open for him, and I was blown away at they how are talented they are. So good. They're I so saw good. them before their first CD dropped. I was at a Braves game in in Atlanta, um, like a baseball game at Turner Field, and they were just playing. There, they were just playing like while people were walking into the park. They were kind of set up like Turner Field had hired them. And I heard the song Chicken Fried and it was in my head for like a year and a half. Like, and I knew the second I heard it play on the radio, I was like, that's them. Cause I had looked for that song everywhere, but couldn't find it. Cause I didn't know who they were. Cause they were nobodies at the time. And then they had like the best, like two or three CDs. And then they released this weird one called Jekyll and Hyde. Uh And like, I don't even know who they are anymore. I've tried to listen to it a few times and I'm just like, what is going on? It's like Taylor Swift CDs. Like the first time you hear I mean, her I new probably CD, haven't given it a good enough chance. No, I have. Because like it's, I have like the Taylor Swift theory. Like I don't like it now because it's new, but I'm going to like it. And it's going to be my favorite thing in the world. Like that's what happens with every Taylor Swift CD. Uh-huh. 
she has like a new sound every time and you're like, mm, that's not quite right. And then you listen to it for a week and it's like the best thing ever. It did not happen with Jekyll and Hyde album from Zach Brown Band. It was just so not what every, like they had such an original, like down home, authentic country sound. Yeah. That was like, combined with like amazing talent. It was just like unaffected. Like it wasn't trying to be a rock show. It, wasn't it was just, un- it wasn't encumbered by computerization. Yeah. It was just like beautiful, like old school country yeah, music. So good. And it was so good. And then they came out with like a techno CD. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. It's like, what's happening? I know. Zach it's like the, and your band. The worst thing in my life. So have they released anything lately? That's been like I don't know. years. That's when I stopped being their fan. We'll look it up. Okay. We'll report I back. Handle it. We'll report back on Zach Brown band. And if you are a fan of Zach, please uh, change our minds because we really like that band. Yeah. Z- initial album. Yeah. Z- I don't know. In other news, it's winter here. I'm. We've already covered that. Spend news. every day searching Zillow for a home that would be a happier home for me. Didn't we talk about this? We went and we looked at houses in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think Charleston. But the downside is just you know alligators. Okay, that's my question. Are there alligators in South Carolina? Like, there's a lot of really nice homes, and it's kind of like it looks like Florida territory, kind of like kind of swampy in some places. I. I cannot live in a place if I am afraid my children will get eaten if they walk out in a puddle. Here are the top searches. Just, you know, the drop down when you start typing things in Google. Are there alligators in? Texas. The first one is Texas. The second one is Idaho. (laughs) I really hope there's not alligators in Idaho. Are there alligators in North Carolina? Are there alligators in South Carolina is the fourth most uh, asked question. So let's check. Check it. Late, like for the last couple of years, they found alligators... So I grew up in North Georgia and there's not supposed to be any alligators there, but like rivers, like the Chattahoochee, I don't know what's going on, but recently they've been finding really big alligators that have swam up the Chattahoochee oh and are like gosh. living in the river where they are not supposed to be living. <laughs> this is like my worst nightmare. But seriously, the, the the saddest story on earth when the kid in the happiest place on earth gets eaten by the alligator at Disney World. Gosh, I'm still... Every time I think about that, like I just I cannot imagine how sad that would have been. Now that I have like a son that's that age. Well, oh here's another gosh. thing. Like so, I like, grew it's just up freaking creepy. Like, I grew up playing on those beaches where it happened. Oh my god! We used to go to Disney World every year, and like we would play by the water and in the water. <gasps> Man, okay. With these improvements, the number of alligators in the wild has increased, and they are once again commonly seen reptile in the Low Country of South Carolina as well as the rest of their range. Oh my these gosh. areas are then being developed, leaving no natural habitat for the alligator. So wait, that's confusing. Uh, South Carolina Aquarium. Okay, this is their website. What do we have here? Oh my gosh. I I just looked up river alligators on Wikipedia. (laughs) Okay, listen to this. We're feeding Ashley's uh, Ashley's alligator fears to never leave the central Alligators are found in parts of Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas? What? Oklahoma? (laughs) What? These are river alligators. Oh, so creepy. What are they doing in Oklahoma? Okay. How often do you run into alligators? And this is on a a forum about Myrtle Beach. In 2018, several sightings of alligators were cited... (laughs) Wikipedia in West Tennessee. They're not supposed to be there. Oh, wow. Just a few months ago, they spotted orange alligators in South Carolina. 
What is an orange alligator? I don't know. But anyways, um, is this, this is making you a second guess. Well, <laughs> I just South don't want to live that life. Like Everybody listening from South Carolina, uh, please let us know your experience, if you have any, with alligators and particularly orange alligators, because this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. It looks like <gasps> it's rusty. Oh, so it blends into the clay. Oh, oh my gosh. So why? Creepy. It like blends in perfectly with the with the grass, like the dead grass here on the side of the river. The red dirt. Oh, that is creepy. They keep popping up in South Carolina. Nailed according to this article. Okay. I just I can't. I want to live somewhere warm. That's and I would what, like to that's live. That's why we keep turning to St. George. Love that place so much. But I, I also crave the ocean a little bit. You do. You, you do. know, I went on the cruise. We and do have, a, oh, it's only a five hour drive to LA beaches. But I don't love the vibes of California. No. I love, it's a great place. Like I'm just more of like a country person. Uh-huh. I don't love traffic and like overcrowdedness. And when we went to LA, it just seemed really crowded and trafficy. Well, that's what every single person says. Like I so. grew up going to like, the Gulf Coast, and it's a little less swamped with people and buildings and roads. I just want a warm place in a quiet town with no alligators. Stay tuned for more Big Little Life with the Dashleys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, be- 10 best beach cities in America ranked by the Huff Post. Ready? I can't live in Miami because I watched that show, Dexter. Oh, is he in Miami? <laughs> He's in Miami and there's too many serial, serial killers killer that in kills Miami. Serial killers? Seven seasons of killing serial killers in Miami. You watched all seven? No, but I know it lasted that long. I watched like three and I couldn't sleep, so I had to stop myself. Yeah. I Ashley started, has like, watched a few TV shows that have ruined her life slash given her a lot of anxiety. Taking- like secret weapons to the door when I opened it for package men and stuff. You have secret weapons? <laughs> Just like knives and things. Wow. Okay. Long Beach, Washington. This is number 10. Is it, you guys got a shout warm, out though. to us in the comments on Facebook and in the group, the Big Little Life with the Dashleys group, which I still need to make, I think, on Facebook, <laughs> if you live in any of these places, we're okay? Not, we're Long not Beach, Washington, Pacific Coast Cliffs and cool white waves are staples of Washington's breathtaking beaches. And Long Beach's surroundings make it a win-win for sea adventures and culture-loving escapees alike. How about that? I love Washington. What is like the annual weather? Is there like beach, beach, like 
lay out in the sun and, and hang out beaches in like Oregon or is it more like rocky rainy beaches because w- all the pictures I've seen of Oregon are like mossy rocky but beautiful it's just different kind of beautiful yeah, beach listen, it's not like lay out in the sun and tan beach listen to this listen to the weather I love Oregon listen okay. to the weather here in Long Beach I can't do it I could do it but the high like the hottest it's gonna get happens in September and it gets to 67 that's it yeah well, I guess everybody in this picture is wearing jeans and sweaters at the beach. On a brighter note, it doesn't get very, like the coldest in December. Because that sounds lovely fo- to is me. 49. Wow. The average. These are averages, I, I guess. I get really hot. And I think George has that in because every single morning we go down there and we take off and then we see him and he's taking off his pajamas and they're on the ground. That's just because he sleeps you've in his influenced him. I go down no, at night. No, he did that first. Yeah, but he's freezing. He just does it because... You, he I think he says he's cool. going to get hot. I know he has like this weird fear about it, but he. Oh, I have not instilled this in him. Don't you put that on me. I'm putting this on I, he's, you. He's the one that started taking his clothes off without any influence from he me. He doesn't like clothes to begin with. And then when you ask him if he's hot and if he thinks if he says he's hot, he can take off his clothes. You can just be in dreamland all you want. But I know it's weird to you to think that people get hot and want to like be colder, but it's true. This list, I'm looking at this list you pulled up, and it has Chicago, Illinois as one of the best beach towns in America. Uh, That can't be right. <gasps> Clearwater, Florida was the next one. Well, that looks lovely. Let's look up Clearwater. How close is Clearwater to Maine? Because Maine is the next I one. Mean, I mean, Miami. M and well, I got You know what? I say I'm afraid of... I'm only... I'm irrationally afraid of Miami. Like I know there's not a million serial killers in Miami. Right. I've only visited Florida twice, but like, and every time I've been there, it's just been so hot. This is what I know of Miami. And people that I hear who have lived there slash work there just say it gets so hot and muggy there. And I just, I, so that's why it gives me pause to think about living there. Okay. Clearwater sounds like a beautiful town. What does it say? First, let me tell you well, what this I, article says it's arguably the best beach in the country, Clearwater Beach. Oh my gosh. Let's, can we just move there? Well, let's, how about we visit there first? Okay. I want to go. And please reach out to us if you live in Clearwater. Okay. What, is, what did you find Here's about Here's the thing Clearwater? about Miami though. All I know about it, this is why I, I don't feel like I would like it there, uh-huh. is because of Dexter. And then also keeping up with the Kardashians, Courtney and Chloe take Miami, which which paints a very like... Where do they live full time? Non family friendly. I'm guessing California. Miami. They live in they live in Calabasas full time. Calabasas. Okay. Listen so, but to what they okay. Go anyways, on. that's why I just can't visualize myself in Miami because I am neither a serial killer nor a Kardashian. Gosh. So this is how people get so much diff- so many different opinions about the same thing. It's based right. on their own experience. This is why you can never judge somebody based off of their feelings. Because yours are different. Like this right here. Ashley considered correlates Miami with serial killers and the Kardashians. Other people who probably grew up there or That's have had I'm, other experiences there probably like is their favorite place in the world and have so many I was about memories. to put the it's back so... call out for people who have had good family experiences there. Mm-hmm. And if it is a good town to raise a family. Because the beaches are pristine and the weather is this says it's flanked by Tampa Bay area's paradisical no. happenings and okay. world-class art. So let's talk about Clearwater because I've looked at it for three seconds and I want to live there. Okay. The, the two pictures I've seen are amazing. Listen to what it says. Clearwater is a city in Florida's Tampa Bay area known for sunny weather, 
and Gulf Coast beaches, which if you've been to a Gulf Coast beach, you know it's way better than the West Coast because so the this sand is, is on softer the west and wider. side of Florida then. Opposite side that Miami's on. I don't know. If I know my Floridian geography. Clearwater Beach is on a barrier island. It is a three-mile stretch of white sand backed by hotels and restaurants. Injured dolphins and sea turtles are rehabilitated at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. At the City Spectrum Field, the Phillies, a team who I hate because I was a Braves fan, but I could get behind them because they are in the NL East. Okay. The Phillies pro baseball team plays spring training games there. All right. We could swim all year. Okay. Go to Phillies games all spring. And rehabilitate turtles and dolphins as a homeschool activity. What's like the average home price there? Look um, at how happy these people are. Okay, they just got this <laughs> off of Shutterstock. <laughs> uh, Clearwater's top neighbor. Um, this is just from a moving site. Let's see what people like about Clearwater on move2.com. 23 things you need to know about Clearwater. All other beach towns bow before Clearwater. They have a nightly festival featuring music, crafts, and street performers. You can practically step out your front door into the ocean. Cleveland District rocks. Shut up. Have you guys seen Dolphin Tale? I think it's on Netflix or Prime. I think you're referring to Duck Tales. No, Dolphin Tale. It's a movie about an injured dolphin who gets a prosthetic tail. She lives there. Wow. Winter, the dolphin. (laughs) <laughs> the actual dolphin lives there. Winter is a symbol of Clearwater courage, is perseverance, so... and hope. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's move tomorrow. Clearwater <laughs> is so classy. Even our dolphins are celebrities. Okay. They are. It's where the Phillies come from. Hey, cool cat. If you love jazz, you'll love Clearwater. Yeah, they have a jazz festival. Okay. They also Stroll have or jog airport. or bike or rollerblade or skateboard down beach walk. Well, that sounds amazing. I would go out every morning. Uh, there's a primate sanctuary. Demand an encore in the Performing Arts Center. Commune with nature at Clearwater's many parks. It's all happening at the pier. Great place to grow old. Catch Nemo and all his delicious friends. Oh, okay. That wouldn't correlate like Nemo really there seafood. if you're just going to eat them. Hello. Look. Hit the waters for high-speed adventure. There's at least three dog parks. So it's basically all three oceans. Three dog parks in a dog beach. A dog beach? Yes, a dog-friendly <laughs> beach area. Okay, well, let's put this down on the list of places that we need to go and visit sometime on our hunt for the next place to live what is the weather there right now we could travel there this year clear water (laughs) you guys we only got to number seven on this list of 10 florida weather right now please be hype 67 and beautiful dallin that sounds like so do you know what it's going to be tomorrow what 77 and beautiful all right let's go visit there and please again if anybody lives there let us know it's hello at gmail.com or just comment on one of our latest posts and the post we post every single podcast to Facebook and again in the big little life with Dashley's the Facebook hottest club it gets is 87 group. because oh, it's I like a beach. that because it's a beautiful because beach. that's not hot and muggy Breezy, it's only 87 beautiful beachy okay we're gonna look at these on Sunday school this is what we do during church. We <laughs> look at Zillow and houses Sometimes and I just we study and feel the spirit get and mad at myself for not living where I would be happiest. Well, we've learned that that's what we're going to do next. Okay, number six. Do you want to move on or do you want to keep learning about Clearwater? Ooh, Orange Beach, Alabama. Wait, I hear number Alabama. Number six is Portland, Maine. Are no we just skipping this one? No one wants to live there because it's freezing. <laughs> or at <laughs> least this is, it has to be warm. It's not an option. Right, okay. So it's it's including, it's warm is not one of its categories. It just says best beach Look, Delta will fly me there for $197 right now. Clearwater? Do yes. they have their own airport? 
Yes. What airport do you fly to? How it's big is Clearwater? What's the population? Clearwater TPA. I think that's the Tampa Bay area airport. Population of Clearwater. Google knows that we've been looking at Clearwater and it surfaces Clearwater results first in the options to click on. Um, right now, yeah, 115,000. Okay, Clearwater. Why have I never heard of it? It's a pretty big place. It's by Tampa. Look. It's, it's by Here's Tampa. the map. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's cool. got beach on both sides of it because it's a little... Yeah, and you can drive across like the road outlet. on the ocean. The ocean no roads. Way. That's so cool. Okay, we got to visit that place. That's awesome. All right, let's go down this list. Orange Beach, Alabama was next on the list. Southern destinations are often frequented for decadent (gasps) food, lively music scenes, and year-round warm weather. But Orange Beach, Alabama makes a case for adding beaches to that list. Tourism to Gulf Shores is increasing as the region adopts more and more food festivals, breweries, and raved about region... Uh, raved about restaurants. White sand beaches and bright blue waves beckon just as much as annual art, music, and beer festivals. Wow. Sounds like go here if you I like beer. Have a, so I'm from Georgia, so I have two feelings about Alabama. Number one, it's closer. It's in the south, so I love it. Eufaula, Alabama is one of my favorite towns in America. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's like walking through Gone with the Wind. Um, the other thing, people from Georgia have a slight um, air of pride when it comes to people from Alabama. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why they can't just be friends, but people from Georgia think they're better from people from than people from Alabama. So I would have to get over that because I think it's untrue. And I also think Alabama might be a better place because it has beautiful beaches, like truly beautiful beaches. Alabama. And I've driven through there a lot. And I think it's like one of the more beautiful states in America. Is that one of the states that just is lined with trees on the sides of the yeah. freeway? That was so foreign to me, driving from Georgia to wherever we went that one time. Do you, you get though why when I like look out our windows so here, I'm trees. like, Ugh. yeah, like, yeah, huge difference. Okay, Ash, I just searched God... about alligators in Clearwater, and I don't, I don't know if you want me to read anything. I'm or not. sure there's alligators there. Okay, we'll just have. Okay, anyways, let's move on. San Diego, California. We've already kind of ruled out California. I don't think we would want to live there, but vacationing there is just lovely. I will. I just want I more love for San my Diego money, so much. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Cost of living is so high there. Okay, Kihei, Maui, Hawaii. I can't do it because it's too expensive. We, Ashley and I have highly considered it because obviously it's beautiful and amazing. But yeah, like just a, you have to get in the million dollar range to get like half of the house that we have here, basically. It's rough. And it, if you want to And and I beach. aren't people who want to live in a small house. It's just so nice to have some space. It is. And we have an office because we work from home and all that. But I don't know. Maybe living in Hawaii would make it worth it. People in Hawaii don't seem to care. Family towns. I'm looking up family towns on beach. Wait, let's just finish this list first. Provincetown, Massachusetts. Too cold. Too cold again? Okay. When I say no one wants to live in Portland, Maine, I just mean me. I think think a lot of people people love Maine. My dad wants to live there. I just only want to live in a place that's always warm. Carmel by the Sea, California is number one on this list from the HuffPost. Few beach towns are as storybook scenic as Carmel by the Sea. California's answer to centuries-old artist communities like England, Stratford-upon-Avon. Many of the picture-perfect historic homes come in this city date back to the 1700s. Wow. And galleries, theaters, and cozy fine dining restaurants appropriately define its narrow streets. Huh. 
That looks like Disneyland. Carmel by the sea. Yeah. Kayash, uh, what's on your mind? We've been doing this activity to like appease or just like help your brain to feel like you're not stuck in the winter forever. Is it working? No. Makes me want to move even worse. <laughs> Maybe this is a bad idea. What are you looking up over there? I'm just searching the best places to raise a family in Alabama. Oh, you're reconsidering Alabama. Well, I've always considered Alabama. Oh, have you? Because it's close to the beach and it's always warm. The issue I have with the South is they have a lot of snakes. You hate snakes. I hate snakes. So does Farmington, Utah, though, so. Well, different kind of snake. I grew up in a neighborhood where there was a kingsake snake the size of a small Toyota Camry. And people okay. just, like, you would just. Like the length? Yeah, it was huge. It was, like, enormous. <laughs> Farmington has tiny garden snakes. And you'd be like driving around the neighborhood, like on my way to school or to church or like to work. And you'd just see it in different yards all summer sunning itself. The humongous snake. Yeah. I had a terrible experience once. We had a black garden hose and I went to grab the nozzle of the garden hose Mm -hmm. and it was a snake. Did you grab its head? No, I saw it the last second. But a snake decided to live by our garden hose. Another That same terrible king snake. And I know those aren't poisonous. And they do great things for our environment. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) There was a nest of baby birds living in our grapevines. No. Yeah. And all we saw was the snake laying on top of our fence where the grapevines were. And the nest was empty. That's all I'm going to say. Sad. Traumatic for little Ashley. How old were you? Here's another one. I made a birdhouse and I nailed it to the tree and it had one of those slots. It had like a side that pulled up so you could look in at the nest if you wanted to. Uh I pulled it up one day and there was a black king snake inside of it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sounds horrible. (laughs) So many terrible snake stories. I guess you would living in Georgia. I had chickens. Yeah. We had two chickens. I named them after my best friends, Mallory and Shamra. Uh After I got home from college, I was living at home for a while. And Mallory and Shamra, I was feeding them. I was gardening in our garden. And Mallory and Shamra were hanging out with me. And all of a sudden, they started going ballistic. And I turn around, and they have found a baby copperhead snake. And they both are terrified of it and want to eat it. So they're pecking at it and then throwing it in the air and running from it. And the snake is trying to bite anything it can. Yeah. So what'd you do? Well, and then I realized it wasn't just one snake. It was a nest of baby copperheads in the garden. Wow. And the chickens were throwing them in the air. Ashley's most favorite video to watch is that one um, planet earth video. No, it's not. I hate all the snakes show. are chasing that lizard. Oh, do you want to hear? That is the craziest, craziest that, video I've ever seen. These aren't even my most terrifying story. Do you want to hear my most terrifying story? Are you story? thinking about Snake River, Jackson? No, this is worse. Oh, wow. I'm at my friend's house. She kind of lives on a farm and we go over to her neighbor's house and they have like an above ground pool with a deck built around it. Okay. Okay. But it's kind of dug into the ground. So the deck isn't that high off of the ground. Are you following? Uh-huh. Okay. I go swimming with her in said pool. While I'm swimming with her, the people, the owners of the home are sitting on their deck having like a barbecue or something. Mm-hmm. And they start making noises. Like I, what kind of noises? From inside the pool, I stand up and I look and there's 
you know how decks have wood, like wooden decks have holes in them, kind of like the knots of the wood where the holes are. It's kind of like, like they made it themselves. So there were kind of like spaces and holes. Apparently a snake had laid all of its eggs under this nest and they had all hatched that day. Uh And there were literally hundreds of snake heads poking their heads out through the deck, poking their heads up. Okay. I don't know what to do. I stay in the pool. The people start like trying to get the snakes. So the snakes start getting scared and they slither out of their holes and try and take refuge in the pool that I'm in. By yourself? With my friend. Oh my God. Can you imagine standing in a pool and like a hundred baby snakes are like plowing into it as fast as they can? And the only way out is to go on the snake deck. That is like your worst nightmare. It happened. Or maybe that caused this to be I never went to, to her house nightmare. ever again <laughs> your friend <laughs> <laughs> like i never went back sorry you gotta come over if you want to stay friends with me no, that doesn't even sound real yeah that sounds like something from a horror movie yeah but at least everybody was okay so that's nice i have a small issue with the creatures that's why i i tend to think i maybe i like the desert more because there's not as many there's very few creatures who can live in the desert (laughs) Uh, yeah but the ones that can are highly poisonous like rattlesnakes and scorpions Hmm. there's trade-off there's and i know i've researched this washington and oregon have the least poisonous snakes in the country but also they're not but they don't get super warm Gosh, is there even a perfect place for you? This is my dilemma. A lot of people have written us and said to live in Michigan, but it does snow there. I went to Minnesota once and I think it's by Michigan. Yeah. And the mosquitoes there were the worst that I've ever experienced. Really? Does Michigan I'm have sure bad it does because it has lakes because of the lakes. Hmm. West Nile virus is carried by certain types of mosquitoes in Michigan. It's potentially zero. I mean, it doesn't seem worse than average, I guess. Michigan, look, the first website, Michigan advice against outdoor activity due to deadly mosquitoes. <laughs> Advises against outdoor activity. <laughs> when was this written? Okay, this is, this is, what the? This is an ongoing June 2004. Issue. Oh. This is a while ago. Okay, people from Michigan, tell Ashley that she's. Here's the thing though, Michigan isn't there. warm all year. That's true. Yeah, they experience a very Utah-like winter. Uh, yeah, and I I lived in Ohio, you know, and man, the Great Lakes really do cause some freezing. So growing up in Georgia, I was in the Georgia mountains. Quotation mark fingers. If you're from Utah, it's not really a mountain, Mm -hmm. but it gets like it gets cold there, and it feels colder than it feels here because it's so humid. Huh. Like it's a worse cold. I don't know. This is my issue. I don't know if there's a perfect place. I think I'm going to have to t- be okay with alligators and sharks and move to a beach in Florida, though. Florida? I th- Listen, I've been on... I love my plants magazines and my plants websites. Fast Growing Plants, um, ProvenWinners.com. They're like my favorite <laughs> websites in the world. They love me so much, they sent me socks. They did. But the plants... All that you got to do is remake your whole front yard and use them. The plants that you can grow in those places are spectacular. Truly spectacular. The benefits of a life in Florida. Dallin just found a list. <laughs> we're, we're getting down into it on this podcast. Okay. 
the oh <laughs> the cons what are the cons? giant picture of an alligator and a and hurricane, a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> okay the benefits let's do benefits first it's hot and sunny most days i love that you love that there's no need to snow shovel i like snow shoveling it's relaxing for me and it's therapeutic because i really obsess over like getting it perfect and it's just really really pleasing to my ocd there's no state income tax nice that's, nice. that's really nice there are lots of world-class beaches and state parks. Yes, there are. Let's just say Disney World, obviously. Here's the thing. A lot it's of a great state place parks for... there, like Okefenokee State Park, is a protected swampland with more alligators per like square foot than bugs. <sighs> Do you remember on my family reunion when we went to the beach? It was a beach in like Alabama, I think. Mm-hmm. There was a protected... Protected alligator place. Yeah, those things were huge. And there were like so many. Giant. It's a great place for yachting, sailing, diving, swimming, or just going for a cruise. And it's perfect if you <gasps> like outdoor sports. Dallin, that's true. If we live in Florida, we get special rates on Disney World for Di- for Florida ah, residents. That would make me want to move there just for that. And cruising with Disney. Okay, there are lots of theme parks. Okay, obviously. Plenty of interesting and exotic animal life. Mm, I don't know. Is that a con or a pro? That's a, well, it's in their pro list. Lots of exotic animal life. Lots of nature trails, springs, rivers, and lakes. Ashley's saying alligator, 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 alligator. Well, they live everywhere. Yeah. The state of is cosmopolitan and it has a very mixed population. There's a lot of different groups and types of people of all ages. One of the most diverse states in the nation. There you in go. many parts of Florida, you can buy a new home for a relatively cheap price. How about that? Cost of living is relatively low. Well, see, I don't want to live in North Florida. So I grew up in Georgia and North Florida is a little too country for me. Yeah. I want to live in like... My friend Brody served a mission there. Just heard some stories. It's like Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, you can you can grow oranges and grapefruits in your yard. I would You die. would love that so much. Okay, let's just go over this cons list to kind of bring us back down. The heat and humidity can be oppressive. But if you're by the beach, there's always a gentle sea breeze. I said, is there though? There really is. Like Clearwater said, so the high is eighty-seven. That sounds lovely. Yeah, but to like, me. like by the beach, it's always less humid because of, like, the wind. Like it really is. That's real. Uh huh. Okay, weather can turn nasty. Rains a lot and rains heavily. You're used to that in Georgia. I'm used to that. Florida is completely flat. It no is. No mountains. That makes me sad. There are a lot of bugs everywhere. Very large in size. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spiders are an issue. Oh, boy. The spiders of Georgia still give me nightmares. Roaches and fruit flies are a real nuisance, and you have to be scrupulously tidy when cooking or dealing with food. There are also snakes, spiders, and scorpions to contend with, as well as hordes of bloodthirsty mosquitoes. (laughs) Sounds great. St. George might be our place. We live in St. George. During a St. George winter, we fly to Florida. Hordes of bloodthirsty mosquitoes. Yeah. There's a lot of bugs. I, okay, we always come back to St. George because of family being close by. So many friends in Utah and For me, it's and more the lack of bugs. And, sp- and then there's the <laughs> lack of bugs, spiders, bloodthirsty Growing mosquitoes. up in Georgia, I it wasn't weird for me to walk around with like a net or a stick swinging in front of me to catch the spider webs so I wouldn't walk through them. Gosh, that's so foreign to me. Your mom came and visited from Georgia and we're just sitting in the grass and she was like, man, it's so nice that you can sit in the grass here. And I'm like, I was like, what the heck? No, like you can't sit in the grass in Georgia. That's sad. Because you get chiggers. Gosh, that's the worst. Some areas of Florida can be very touristy and over commercial. Okay. Apart from a few notable places such as St. Augustine, there aren't a lot of historical landmarks. The state's population is exploding. There's very little public transport. You don't really get four seasons. It's 
it just gets less hot and humid in the winter. Oh, St. Augustine, <laughs> it's beautiful. If you like, um, if you like building snowmen, throwing snowballs, sledding, picturesque snowy scenes, blanketed in white, be prepared to be disappointed. There's no snow. South Florida suffers from high crime rates and very high cost of living in some places. The drivers are terrible. The roads are generally good. Well, they say there's that a lot about of low everywhere. quality, unsafe, and crazy driving that takes place. Yeah, I say that everywhere. Okay. Um, hmm. So that 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 made you think about St. George then. Well, I just remember all the bugs. And even when we went to the beach. Remember, it brought back memories of bugs from Georgia. Well, just remember with my family when we went to the reunion on the beach, the walls of the houses were just covered oh my in, gosh. in like cobwebs. I remember that. It wasn't like <laughs> disgusting, but it's just like you realize you're well, like. like this article said, you just have to be scrupulous about it. Yeah. Pest control is a real thing, but it doesn't work. Like my house in Georgia growing up, one of them was infested with centipedes. And I've never seen a centipede here. Living in St. George, Utah. You didn't see that one coming. Google suggested search. Throwing a curveball at you. Okay, here we go. Little article about pros and cons of living in St. George, Utah. And then we were going to answer those relationship Q&A questions we didn't get to in the vlog, but maybe we'll take that over to taking sides. Sound good? We don't have to research St. George. I know everything there is to know. Are you sure? Okay. It essentially is our perfect place. If if beaches didn't have bugs or hurricanes or alligators, then it would be a beach. Okay, let's move on. We're going to answer a few more questions that you guys had for our relationship Q&A that we didn't get to in our vlog. We tried to choose the fun ones because we answered all the... Like, we, we did some fun ones in the vlog too. but on we, the vlog? <laughs> they were heavy ones too, so... Here's a few more good ones. Okay, you guys, uh, let me just find it right here. I put it in my notes. Here it is. Okay, Ash, what's your dream vacation? Clearwater, Florida. Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> it's easy. Maui. I am highly interested too. Also, I would love to visit Hawaii. My brother did a hike there, Koalaya Trail or something, Koalua, mm-hmm. and it was like a few days and they camped on the beach. It looked amazing. I would love to go visit there. Okay, what are some cheap date night ideas? What are some of our Honestly, favorites? Honestly, all Dallin and I do is make noodles and watch a movie and eat the noodles. That's like our go-to. We love that. <laughs> to eat a lot of pasta and watch a show. Love doing that. And like because it's a date night, we won't be afraid to like rent a show. It's like three, four bucks. Yeah, so it's rent really something fun. fun. If you're not going to go out and spend 40 bucks on dinner, like, yeah. Or we love to, you know, have a little DoorDash delivered. Trying to think of cheap options. Uh, Just going to get dessert, make dinner at home, or just go to get dessert for fun and then come back home. Ashley hates riding the ride scooters, but I love riding the ride scooters. The commuter scooters? I mean the bird or lime scooters. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I only hate doing it because you always do it and don't, without abandon, through a crowded metropolis. Maybe in your mind, but in my mind, I'm just having fun and I'm still being safe. All I know is I got left behind. So it's kind of like Dallin's on a date with himself. And if I want to like get home, I need to keep up with you. I get, apparently I go too fast for Ashley. Okay. What else we like? Um, we, we're not like big gamers. Dallin. We would go to the gym together. I would love playing like a game or two with Ashley. But I we tried don't have playing a game Monopoly console. with Dallin and he didn't like it. Oh, I thought you meant video game. I, I told Dallin, I was like, one game. of the few games I like, I told him this one year. Is we should Monopoly. try to play again. And so he bought me National Parks Monopoly for my birthday or for Christmas. And we tried to play it and he stormed off in, <laughs> in, a, in anger. Ashley beat me so bad. 
All right, yeah, playing games. Maybe we could try to do that. That's we the got, thing. That's we, why we don't kept, play games because I play so hard and so fast and so furiously and stomp out the competition that it destroys I just relationships. Want to relax and have fun. And Ashley just gets a little too serious for well, me. Well, how else do you play? Just having fun and relaxing. But then who wins? Doesn't matter. You just play a game. Well, I want it to end. I don't want to play forever. <laughs> this is why it doesn't work. What is your number one tip for newlyweds, Ash? Maybe don't get married for another couple years. They've already been married. Oh, okay. I love marriage. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe people get to that step, hashtag Dallin and I, before they're probably ready for it. Yeah, at least. Like, I still wanted to have married you. I just think maybe, just maybe, if we had just cooled our jets a little bit, we could have, like... Built a foundation a firmer of foundation. friendship yeah. before tons of responsibilities and kids come into the picture uh-huh yeah are we built our foundation or just uh, are we built a our foundation of being flexible marriage on even. yeah or just being flexible and getting to know each other and and like having emotional intimacy and true friendship based on mutual respect and trust and cooperation and all that rather than just you know having fun together because when so many other responsibilities come in the picture like kids and you don't get to have as much quote-unquote fun together um it's really, really hard. But if yeah. you build like a foundation of like cooperation, we're in this together and we're going to take on responsibilities together and devote our time to our kids and we won't take it personally when the kids take time away from each other and all that stuff. And obviously it's still hard, but you can like, um, I guess what I'm saying is I've had to come to a place where I'm okay with all the, like much less time we get to spend together because of all the new responsibilities. Like, running a business together and kids and all that. I would say. And uh, you basically just have to rewrite your relationship and your life and your responsibilities. And and uh, you have to take care of your own happiness and not rely on your spouse to do that for you. So I would say learn to do that as newlyweds. Don't rely on your spouse to make you happy. Or Learn to take one. care of your own happiness for your spouse. Maybe there's just a phase of being newlywed where you kind of just are infatuated and you kind of do rely on them and it's just like the newlywed phase i would say do if i were to like go talk to old dallin and ashley i would be like hey cuties why don't you just wait a little bit before you feel like you need to have kids yeah we had kids because we felt guilty about not having kids we just felt Which like it bad. was time. Like That does was, not mean you should have kids if you everyone, just feel guilty for not having kids. Well, just like everyone I know, everyone in my family kind of had a kid after two years. And we were just like... We were so young. We and were young. And also like our life Just still was, getting to know ourselves. Like we were moving all the time and like switching jobs all the time. And it was just a really hard thing to be like, okay, like we need to have a baby, like support a baby now. Yeah. So I would say, like, if I were to go to talk to like little Dallin and little Ashley who just got married, I'd be like, "Don't just feel enjoy rushed. each other and be happy and get to know yourselves and like don't feel rushed about having kids." But it, kids are great. Like we love our children. That was just like a big stress on our newlywed life to be like feeling like we had to have children at us like like that there was a timeline we had to follow. Mm -hmm. And I think like some people might be ready after two years and like kind of more stable and like have a. This is why it's hard to give advice because situation, it's all individual. We were just like rolling through jobs and degrees and college and 
really fast like one after like it, it was there was a lot of like turnover of those things because mm -hmm. of where we were trying to get to and it was just like a hard a hard place to like bring a baby in yeah but we did it we did it how do you deal with judgments towards your parenting style i just don't care well number one we don't care number two i don't feel like we get a lot of judgments about our oh, parenting I, style i feel like do. most people say Wow, you guys are such great parents. A lot of people say that, and a lot of people think I'm too relaxed or I care too much or I'm too permissive. But, like, that's just, I like, everyone's different. Like, everyone has a different personality. And that's, that's like, the parenting style that makes my personality happy. Like, I'm just doing what makes me like parenting more than if I did it another way. Because it's just so, like, hard and draining essentially like if i don't do it the way that makes me feel joy or happiness then i'm it's just miserable mm -hmm. so that's why i do it the way i do it because i just want to feel happier than i i just know this is the way that makes me feel the happiest yeah my criteria for parenting is do what's ever easiest for me <laughs> oh really maybe <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but that's essentially what it is like it's no it's definitely should not be that it's obviously a sacrifice and you got to devote yourself to your kids and what okay my real criteria is like teach my kids to be able to manage their own emotions and not need me to do it for them or like teach them to control themselves and choose what's right and wrong for themselves not need me to tell them obviously they need me to tell them right now because like they're just everything that we teach them is all they know Right. But getting to the point where they know the principles to make their own decisions and how to manage their own emotions and not just rely on me to say what success looks like, to say what the right and wrong thing is, but to get to a place where they choose that for themselves. That is my goal yeah. by the time that they leave our house. Well, everyone I know, like even in my family, has a different parenting style. I don't know, like like my people, some people think I'm weird because... Like, I don't care if my kids eat their dinner. Like, I just don't. Like, it's not, I'm not like one more bite or two more bites or you have to eat this many vegetables. Like, I don't, I'm just like, this is what we made. Well, I just totally agree with what Ralphie said about that. You decide, you decide what and when, and they decide if, how much and if, if. Yeah. And like, they're not. But dumb. then the concern always comes up. What if they're hungry later, if they didn't eat their dinner? Well, then, then they'll just. I mean, like, there's always the option for, like, we have that refrigerator drawer. Like, we have little snacks like cheese and yogurt and crack. And yeah, like, like that's always an option. There's usually a leftover shake in the fridge. Yeah. It's not like we're going to whip up a whole new but dinner. But, like, Doritos aren't an option. And, like, maybe that happens sometimes, but usually, I mean, like, George is only three now, but he's getting used to just eating when we eat. Yeah, and, like, it doesn't bug me. we also just me. only care, we care, sorry, I cut you off, about breakfast, like... As long as they have yeah. a healthy breakfast. Then I just don't care. Then we're good. George is weird though. He only eats like one big meal a day. He's not really like a three meals a day kind of dude. And he's not like emaciated or super skinny either. So like he's getting something. He's following the growth charts. Yeah. So we're doing, doing good. We're doing something. Yeah. Is there any more questions? Um, No, that's it. Okay, guys. Well, that's our podcast. I for guess today. I guess I can wrap up. The, there were so many questions about how to handle disagreements and like things like, do you ever feel jealous of each other? Or when you're in a disagreement, how do you get out of it? Or when you're stressed, when the other person's annoying you, how do you? And I just felt a lot of empathy for you guys because like relationships are hard. And I just felt the there's like so much context behind all the questions that we got asked. Like you guys are all going through something in your own relationship. 
And there's this quote that makes me sad every time I hear it. It says, most people live lives in quiet desperation. And it's just so sad. Like you sh- nobody deserves to live a life of quiet desperation. You deserve to reach out and talk to somebody and learn and grow and reason with your partner and have the hard conversations to make things better and just state your own needs and uh, make loving requests of the other person. And after you understand where they're coming from and just work together, you know, so like there's no easy way to do it, but that's why marriage is so like growth promoting and so like ordained by God is because it's like designed to help us grow and get over ourselves and to become saintly people. Mm -hmm. And so I feel for you and just like, I guess if I've learned anything, it's, it's, uh, if I try to understand Ashley, like if so to the point where I can repeat everything that she's concerned about or something that's on her mind or it's stressing her out or whatever, repeat it in my own words, boil it down to like a few sentences before I ever by talking to me. Yeah. By talking to you before I stay, before I say anything like, but this, or, but this, but this, but this, that definitely helps things a lot. And I'm definitely not perfect at that, but it's something I'm trying. And it really makes a big difference. Yeah. Really trying to understand where you're coming from instead of all the assumptions that are running through my head about where she's coming from. Would you agree? Yeah. And I would just reiterate, like, we love our children. And when we say, like, we wish, we don't wish we would have waited because we we would never trade them for, for anything else. We just regret that we felt so much, like, the need to rush to have them, I guess. Yeah, it's like, your decision, not like anybody else. We felt else's. so much like, oh, you've been married two years, you need to have a kid, or else you're kind of like breaking the rules. And it was no one's rule. Like, we just had seen what our friends had done, kind of. I don't know. Slash feeling pressure from like, I don't know. Well, like, when you get married, like, everyone's like, when's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? And I think we're such, pleasers. I think people think they're joking, but it's obviously on our minds. And, yeah, and we were like, oh, like, are we, like, because <laughs> you don't know how to be married when you just get married, and you don't know, like, it's like raising kids, and we were just very much like, oh, I guess, like, like we're disappointing everybody. Yeah. Maybe we should have one. It's a lot of stress. So be you and make your own choices, and um, yeah, be you. That's our advice. Be you. That's our advice for newlyweds. Okay, we love you guys. This was fun, as always. Thanks for thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a good one to leave, have a good one if you haven't yet, and reach out to us. We like hearing from you in the comments on Facebook for all of these posts that we for the podcast. Until podcast someday in the future has a comment section, which I'm sure it will, because podcasting is growing a lot. There's new podcasts every day. Until then, comment on the Facebook posts and in the group Big Little Life with Dashley's Facebook group. Okay, have a good one, you guys.